Welcome to the Giving Light Devotional Podcast. Giving Light is a local church and global equipping center based in the beautiful countryside of central Pennsylvania. This podcast is meant to be encouraging and thought-provoking devotional to empower you in your walk with God and others. Listening to episode 11 of the Giving Light Devotional Podcast. I've been so encouraged and blessed to hear testimonies from those who've been listening and engaging with this podcast, and I want you to know that your support and encouragement is much appreciated. Now, for those of you who don't know, the purpose of this podcast is simple to give light through the unfolding of God's Word. Psalms 119, 130. The entrance and unfolding of your words give light. Their unfolding gives understanding, discernment, and comprehension to the simple. Now, my hope is that when you listen to this, you'll be encouraged, but not only encouraged, but that your life will be transformed because I believe when the light of God's word is revealed, it has the power to transform your life and the world around you. Today's episode is part five of a five-part series on faith. That's right. It's the final episode of this series, and I hope you enjoyed it and gained a greater understanding of what true biblical faith is. Now, on this final episode, I want to talk about the three distinct ways faith is expressed. Now, if this podcast has empowered your devotional life, I encourage you to tell a friend, even an enemy, if you so dare. As always, we appreciate your partnership. Normally, I would give a quick review of the previous topics in this series, but since it's the final one and it's a little bit longer, I'll just encourage you to go back and listen to any episodes you missed. Now, without any further ado, let's jump right into it. Even though we're talking about three expressions of faith, the nature and character of faith always agrees with the definition given in Hebrews 11. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, with that in mind, what are the three expressions of faith? Well, faith can be expressed as a gift. It can also be expressed as a fruit. And lastly, faith can be expressed through lifestyle or faith to live by. So the first one I want to talk about is faith to live by. Romans 16, 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So how do we go from faith to faith? As I talked about before, as God is revealed, the truth of Christ and the gospel the character and nature of God, his word coming alive through the Holy Spirit, the realities of his kingdom and heavenly perspectives, our faith can mature, it can develop, it can grow as God is revealed. So revelation is what is in between from faith to faith. So revelation is the catalyst for more faith. Luke 17, 5, and the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Remember, we just talked about from faith to faith. So the context in this verse in Luke 17, 
The disciples are saying increase our faith so that we can consistently forgive those who sin against us. So they're not asking for their faith to be increased to move mountains or for signs and wonders, but increase our faith so that we can live righteously in community and in fellowship with fellow believers. Luke 17, 6. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Now in this verse, there's an interesting parallel between God's forgiveness and the command to forgive those who sin against us. Remember, as the nature of God is revealed, our faith will grow and mature. What is the context of this verse? The context is increase our faith to forgive. And what was Jesus's response? If you speak to this tree to be pulled up by its roots, well, what is the root that Jesus is referring to? Could it be the root of offense, of distrust, strife, skepticism, bitterness, rage? And then he goes on to say to plant that tree in the sea. Well, where do you have to go to plant a tree in the sea? Well, you have to plant it in the depths of the sea. And when you plant something in the depths of the sea, it cannot sustain life. Well, where's the parallel? Micah 7, 19. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. As the nature of God is revealed, so shall our faith mature. As we see him for who he is, we will be like him. Can you see the parallel? The disciples proclaimed, increase our faith. And Jesus reveals the character and the nature of God. If the just are to live by faith, what is the life that we're commanded to live by? John 10.10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come, speaking of Jesus, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So this is the life that we're commanded to live by, faith. It's a life that is only supplied through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, this life that Jesus supplies, it's all-inclusive. It's essential life as well as ethical and practical. To live deals with our eating, our sleeping, our working, our resting, our playing, our planning— every aspect of our life. In Colossians 3.16, let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. So as he is revealed, our faith grows and it fills every aspect of our life. So how does this look practically in our daily life? Well, you structure, you position your life in a way that connects to his reality. What did Colossians 3 say? Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Fill our lives, spirit, soul, and body, so that my life will become a reflection of his reality. Well, how? We identify with his reality by faith. Hebrews 11, 1 through 2. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, for by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. So by their faith, the elders demonstrated what was hoped for and what was not seen through and by their faith. 
So faith that is expressed by living is all-inclusive. It saturates every part of your life. So to live by faith, it's not in the realm of the abstract. It is to be manifested in the practicality of daily living. And we accomplish this by connecting in relationship to his reality. This is what it means to live by faith. The second way that faith can be expressed is as a gift. Now, there's three quick points that I want to make about the gifts of the Spirit, and you can reference that in 1 Corinthians 12. The first thing I want to point out is they are given at the discretion of the Holy Spirit. And you can find that in verse 11, where it says, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, if you can earn a gift, it would be a wage, not a gift. And he gives to each one at his discretion. The second thing I want to point out is that their purpose is for the manifestation of the Spirit of God. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now, the key word here is manifestation. So the Holy Spirit, who is invisible, is made manifest to human senses, where he can be felt, heard, seen, and experienced. The third thing that I want to point out is that they are given to each one for the common good. I love this. The gift that you and I have been given is for the benefit of others. Now, what distinguishes the gift of faith from the other expressions of it? Well, the gift of faith is sovereign, and it's a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit working through the believer, you and me. So you can't work yourself up to the gift of faith. You can't drum it up. You can't manufacture it. It's a gift. And a gift means a thing given willfully to someone without payment. Remember, the gifts of the Spirit are given at His discretion. Now, the gifts of the Spirit are a portion of who God is. He's gifting a part of Himself. Mark eleven twenty one through 22 And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him, or said to them, have faith in God. Jesus' response can also be translated as, have God's faith. Remember, a gift of the Spirit is God is gifting a part of himself to us. So faith as a gift does not have its origins in man, but in God himself. So through the gift of faith, the Holy Spirit imparts a portion of who God is directly and supernaturally to the believer, just like the gift of prophecy, just like the gift of knowledge, or the gift of wisdom. God is all-knowing, and he is perfect in wisdom, but we are not capable to handle all knowledge and all wisdom at one point. So when these gifts are in action, we receive a part of God's knowledge and wisdom for a specific circumstance. And the same is true with faith. God is giving a part of who he is through the Holy Spirit as a gift to the believer, resulting in the believer functioning in faith that they could not manufacture on their own strength. When we receive the gift of faith, God is gifting a part of his reality to us, the believer. Can you see the distinction between faith to live by and the gift of faith? Faith to live by is connecting to God's reality and then structuring our life 
to be a testimony of it. The gift of faith is a portion of God given to us for a specific moment and circumstance. It's a faith that we could not produce on our own, just like the word of knowledge or the word of wisdom. Let me give you an example. Matthew 16, 15 through 17. This is Jesus speaking. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now Peter's revelation was a supernatural impartation, not on his own strength or his own ability. You see, you can't work yourself up to the gift of faith that moves mountains. It's a gift given through our relational connection to the Holy Spirit. Remember, if we could earn it, it would not be a gift. It would be a wage. Let's talk about quantity versus quality. Luke 17, 6. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed. So Jesus uses the example of the mustard seed a couple times when he's explaining the power of faith. And we also know that Jesus continually confronted the disciples about the size of their faith and at times unbelief. So could it be when Jesus used the example of the mustard seed, he was referring to the quality of the seed, not the size of the seed? Because we already know that the disciples had little faith. Jesus even said it. So a mustard seed of the God kind of faith or the gift of faith is sufficient to move a mountain or uproot a tree or walk in consistent forgiveness. You see, when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation, the believer becomes for a time a channel of God's Spirit. Jesus did not calm every storm. He did not curse every fig tree. He did not raise every dead man. He left the initiative in the hands of the Father. John 5, 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. The third way that faith can be expressed is as a fruit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The Greek word for faith can be used a couple different ways. The first way is the way that I've been referring to it this whole series. The second way that this word can be used is dealing with the faithfulness of someone or the character of the one who can be relied on. It also means fidelity. And fidelity means same as or equal to the original I don't know if you remember seeing DVDs or or CDs that would say high fidelity. And high fidelity is the reproduction of sound with little distortion, giving a result very similar to the original. Now, in the digital age, you can make an exact copy. As believers, who is the original? Well, the original is God the Father, and Jesus was perfect fidelity with his nature. You can find that in Hebrews 1.3. Speaking of Jesus, he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. So faithfulness in this context is dealing with our transformation into the image of Christ. 
So what's the difference between a gift and a fruit? And I'll explain it by using a tree that bears gifts and a tree that bears fruit. Let's first talk about the tree that bears gifts. Now, the gifts under the tree are not a reflection of the nature of the tree. The gifts could be a doll, a toy truck, a PlayStation. But the tree is just an avenue in which the gifts are presented. The gifts will not tell you anything about the nature of the tree. But the gifts will reveal something about the giver, but not the tree. The gift will draw us closer to the giver, just like the gifts of the Spirit are designed to reveal God's character, not yours. The gifts are for the manifestation of the Spirit. Why? To reveal, so that faith can grow and mature. Now let's look at a tree that bears fruit. There is a direct connection between the fruit and the tree which bears it. Matthew 7, 16, you will know them by their fruits. So the nature of the tree determines the nature of the fruit. Fruits are the result of growth and cultivation. A healthy tree produces healthy fruit. So gifts express the nature and character of God, but fruits express the nature and character of the person. Well, which one is better? To have the gifts of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit? Well, let's look at that. The fruit of the Spirit is ninefold, just as the gifts of the Spirit are ninefold, meaning that there is perfect balance between the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. Come on. So how is the fruit of faith expressed, or how does it look practically? Well, let's go back to the translation of faith. It means the character of one who can be relied on. It means unwavering, commitment, loyalty, reliability, devotion, dependability, and all these attributes take time to cultivate, and cultivation requires connection. John 15, 1 through 2. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will become more fruitful. Faith in every expression of it is all about connection. Faith is what connects us to his reality, and when we connect with his reality, we will be a testimony of it. Hebrews 11, 1 through 2. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, for by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. You've just finished our five-part series on faith. Congratulations. Now I believe if you consistently put these truths into practice, your life will be forever changed. Watch out, world. we got a world changer on our hands. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out our extra resources on our website. Until next time, stay hungry, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Devotional Podcast. Find more episodes, including notes and questions to further enrich your devotional life at givinglight.org slash devotional podcast. Join our community and conversation on Facebook at facebook.com slash givinglightdevotionalpodcast.